If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate you very, very much. I'm Jeff. Tom is on the other side over here at his house. I can see him down below. He'll be popping up any second to say hello. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. (laughs) I saw something none of you saw, and it made me laugh. I wondered if anybody could see those little small boxes, Tom. I didn't know. It's just us. We see the people in the green room, right? That's correct. Try to make it sound like you're going on to a talk show, like a real one, like Letterman or something like that. Uh, so it is. We we keep it on down here and we talk some more. This time about uh, not nearly five overtime hockey. Were you up for it? I stayed up through one overtime. I stayed up through two full overtimes and said, peace. I was at this damn jamboree and we didn't get home until 1140. 1140 Tom yeah yeah I I would I would have waited to put damn somewhere else till you know damn 1140 but so you hate the jamboree is what you're saying if we're gonna get home at 1140 p.m yes yes I am Uh, I am against the jamboree Uh, I am there I am supportive of my children I am rooting for the fine young men of Leon to perform admirably Um, but if we get home at 1140 no no, no, that's not what we do here, guys. We got jobs. We get up awfully early. I got a kid who got five hours of sleep last night. So here, here, here's the thing. That's okay. Got a buck up, soldier. I get it. Yeah, he'll be there the next jamboree. I got it. It's fine. Bad, a bad beat on the shot total, right? Because uh, Carolina, I believe, was well under the thirty-two and a half before overtime. 
Yes, but we got the win on the under five and a half, uh, and we got the win on under three and a half goals for Carolina. So easily cut. We got two wins there. I've got the I got the East pegged. I no idea in the West. I'm not going to touch the West. I will say, I mean, obviously that game last night, my goodness gracious, uh, you had a couple crossbars, you had a ball, you had a puck slide past the far post. I mean, Carolina could have easily won, just as Florida could have easily won numerous times. And at one point, thought they did, only to have it overturned. All of that is true. Uh, it doesn't bode well for Carolina that they can't score an even strength goal, and they still haven't. And they played 19 overtimes last night. So at some point, you know, when you've played six periods of hockey and you haven't scored an even strength goal, you may get concerned. I'm just saying, and this is, you know, a lot of you don't care about hockey, but you care about wagering. Don't bet against Florida's goalie right now. Bob is in a different place. This guy can be awful or great, and he's in a great place. So I would not bet against Florida. I would not bet for Carolina to hit overs on team totals. I just wouldn't touch it right now. Well, no, and they got a little unlucky. They hit a they hit a post, and then they hit another post, and I was like, "Oh, this ain't gonna be your night when we're out here just clanking posts." So, um, in the overtime, so that's that's like you're like, Ooh. yeah, Florida had one call back for interference, which was good. That's a good call. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and then Carolina hit that crossbar pretty square too. Oh, buddy, it's as square as it gets. Yeah, there were a couple of moments, but anyhow, that said. Uh, I didn't make it through the third and you know, they were 12 seconds away or 20 seconds away from a, from a fifth overtime. Um, I, maybe Carolina fans were relieved that puck went in the net. I mean, at some point we got to go to bed guys. What are we doing out here? Three o'clock in the morning, still playing hockey. This is insane. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse than being a, uh, a fan in the stands for an overtime loss, but I couldn't possibly imagine a four overtime loss. Like if you're going to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan in that building for that long, good God, sir. That well, is- it's not just a fourth overtime that you stayed for. You stayed for all of the fourth overtime. They didn't score at the beginning of the fourth overtime. They scored with 12 seconds left or 20 seconds left in the fourth overtime. So in 2004, I was in Tampa watching the Lightning and the Calgary Flames in game five. Yep. Uh, This felt like it was over at this point, but I watched overtime and they went about 15 minutes into overtime, which is just such a long time to be in a building with your heart in your throat. Oh, yeah. I don't know that football can generate something similar to that. I just don't think it can. But because it's one goal, that's all it takes. It's not overtime in, in football where it's, you know, you could have trade scores in college or in, or in basketball. It's overtime. You're going to make a lot of buckets going both ways. In hockey, it's just one. That's all it takes. It took 15 minutes. Oleg Saprikin scores and Carolina takes, or sorry, Calgary takes a 3-2 series lead. Yeah, you thought we were screwed, yeah. But it's just that 15 minutes of overtime felt like it took four hours. And you now just add another one and another one and basically another one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's the quietest walk to the car. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. It's the, qu- I think nobody talks in the entire building. Nobody talks all the yeah. way. It's all a bunch of zombies walking to their car. We'll see what these two teams have left in the tank in game two. I can't imagine that's going to be a crisply played <laughs> game. That's, that's a whole bunch of zombies on the ice there. Some yeah. deflections and some weird goals and yeah, all guys not getting back and just strange things are going to oh. happen in the next, next game. Florida's nuts. Did you hear what they said? It got funnier. 
as the game went along, it just got funnier. That's a mind. That's like a crazy mindset. That's that's the right way to think about it. It is. And then I watched Denver come back from down 14 against the Lakers in the Jamal Murray show in the fourth quarter with 23. And that was fun. See, I had to do all this at the damn jamboree on my phone. My God almighty. This how jamboree much never that? ends, Tom how much, Lang. How much did your boy play? He didn't. He didn't play. I could see why you call it the damn jamboree now. Well, he his first ever spring football uh, started three weeks ago. He's never played football. He just went out. You know, they had a whole season in the fall. He was yep. not on the team. He, he, he hadn't decided to play. So now you fast forward, you're getting immersed at wide receiver, and you don't know the plays. You've never even been in pads. So he had a very productive camp. And I won't get into too many details about his football. We'll see it as it plays out. You know, I don't want to put undue expectations on him. But the coaches have been very pleased with him. But he doesn't know all the plays. And these games, these are, you know, that's a live situation. Um, You're not going to put – I didn't think he'd play. I told him that. I said, I don't think you're going to play. I don't think any of the freshmen that just got there in the spring are going to play. And they didn't. So that's fine. He's got uh, seniors in front of him at wide receiver, you know. That, that's that's fine. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but you know, I think I think getting a taste of, of going through all that. I remember the first time I was ever in pads. Now I played before I got to high school, but man, that in and of itself, adjusting to getting hit, adjusting to like corning plays is one thing, but adjusting to getting popped, and then knowing how to take that and deliver that, and you know where you need to be. That's a very different thing. Okay, so getting popped one of the hallmarks we talked last year or last hour about you know, some of the great seasons in Florida state history. And it's mm-hmm. about the ride. The reason I love that 2010 team was because once a game minimum, somebody got destroyed. Yeah. They'd hit you. It could have been Kendall Smith, Greg Reed. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go on Terrence parks, Nick Moody. Nick uh, Moody would hit you. Nick Moody would come and hit you. Mike Harris had a couple that year. Yeah. 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 It's just once a game, somebody ended you, and it was great. Mr. Alexander that year had a couple of them. <laughs> also had the great name, one of the great names in collegiate football history. He had Perry Jones at Virginia, and uh, West Durham goes, that's why they call him Mr. Like, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Who's the guy on this team that does that? I think uh, this is the problem with our linebacking core. There's none of them. Um Jamie's gone to roughhouse a quarterback and dismiss him and just basically, you know, end his uh, yeah. That was something for a day. That was something to behold. Yeah, that's where Jarvis Brownlee was the fun because he'd come up and hit you. He'd really hit you. Um, that's where uh, uh, Shaheem Williams or or um, Brown. No, no, our the the Williams kid that left Sydney Williams. Oh, Sydney Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Sidney Williams. I really miss Sidney Williams. I wish he had not left. Sidney Williams was a bad loss for us. That's a player. He would be playing right now, yeah. and he'd be playing a lot. Damn it, Sidney, you blew it. This you, you could have been here starting for Florida State this year and coming up and laying the wood with a great defensive line in front of you. Yep. That was a tough one. You know, I asked Mike one time, about how do you deal with these conversations and every coach has to and these days coaches this is another part of the job is fielding that phone call or having that meeting tom 
in which you've got a guy who you project one year from now, two years from now, is going to be a good football player. It's why you wanted him here. Or if you didn't recruit him, you assessed him pretty well and thought he deserved to play a lot. Williams did, by the way, play a lot. So you're looking at that kid going, he's going to help us. He's going to help us. And he's getting regular playing time, but he's not a starter. He's not the guy. He has to develop into that. And then all of a sudden, he comes to you, and he thinks he's further along than you think he is but you value him greatly. And now he's saying to you, I want to start. It's not unlike a basketball player who gets 24 minutes a night, but he wants to play the whole game. And he thinks he should be out there as the guy. And you don't want to lose him because maybe he will become the guy, but he's not ready yet. And I can't promise you minutes. I will not do that as a coach. It has to come organically. We were having that conversation earlier, right? you you got to build to a place. So what do you do with that kid? How do you talk to that kid? What do you say to that kid in the moment that he's now telling you, yeah, it's not really working for me. Listen, you're a great guy, coach. I like the staff. I like my teammates. But I feel like I'm a starter and a star somewhere else. And I've got people who want to talk to me. And I'm going to have those conversations. And now I've got to say something back to you that convinces you that I value you commiserate to the way you value yourself, even though I'm not promising you what it is you want right now, which is a starter's role and the majority of the snaps at the position. I just think it's hard. And I think that's where you do. If you're going to continue to stick by your guns, you have to say to a kid, and I mapped this out before we had this conversation one day on the air where I talked about the importance for coaches to connect with a player and speak of the plan. Speak of the plan that you have for them. You have to talk about it like it's a very real thing because I promise you, if you value a player, a true freshman, a redshirt freshman, a true sophomore, whomever, right? You value what they're going to be and they're helping you on special teams and they get in the rotation, maybe the third guy in the rotation. So they're playing you know, 12 snaps a game or something like that, and you think they can be stars, you better map out a plan. You better have a plan because that kid's coming to you and he wants to know what it is, and you better have answers. Most people, if they believe that they're superior, their bosses, the person that can make or break their futures, financially, if we're talking about the job place, right, the workplace, if I come to you, Tom, and say, listen, I know right now you're having to do this, 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 and this for the company. Part of the reason I want you to do that is I think you can be the cornerstone of what we do in the future. And I need you to know all those things. I need you to know every aspect of that. Now you're going to tell me you're exhausted and you want more money. And I'm working hard right now to get you that money. But I need you to take this step, this step. And if I don't have that, if I just placate you or I tell you maybe what I think you want to hear, but you know it's not genuine, well, then you're going to get disgruntled and want to leave, rightfully so. You're going to say, no, man, this ain't it. You're just dragging me along. I almost said something else. Um, and, and, and I'm not going to stand for that. So my cast, for the most part, I think done a real good job. And he did tell me, he said, not every kid, no matter what you tell them, will understand the plan or have the patience, more importantly, for it. Some kids are just not going to say, okay, I can wait another six months. I can wait another year to fulfill the role that you see. 
for me. I see it now and I want it now. And I need to capitalize on this opportunity that apparently another school, South Carolina or whomever is offering me. And that's got to be the toughest thing in the world when that kid walks out of the room and you just lost a very viable player. I'm not saying that that's happened a lot here, but I think in the case of, of Sidney Williams, it did. Well, that's also the relative value of a transfer versus a high school group. And, and that's where the math has changed a little bit. You have more leverage. Uh, and also, there, I think there's a more genuine connection all the way through. It's not to say that you're disingenuous when you're recruiting a high school kid. It's just if somebody comes to you as a transfer, they're buying into that long-term vision or whatever the vision is that you're laying before them. Because this coaching staff doesn't promise playing right. to transfers. They don't. Now, you can, if you're Jermaine Johnson, look around the room and say, I'm going to play. Yeah. We all get it here. But nothing is promised. And, and that's one of the things that I like about Mike Norvell, at least to this point. I don't know if he has to make deals with the devil in order to get us to be a dynasty. I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't think he did with Keon Coleman, though. I think Keon Coleman fell in line. We had a long, drawn-out discussion about that a week ago. I think it was last Friday's show. Talking about at least my contention about Keon Coleman was you can't reset your offensive roster's value yeah. with this guy who's a luxury. Does he, does he take you to a different level or fortify the ranks? Absolutely. But you can't let him undo all of the things that you've done to build a consistent message and a culture and a way of doing things. He's going to have to fall in line, a lucrative line, but he's going to have to fall in line in order for this whole thing to work. And I think that happened. It's just so hard when you get there to maintain that vision. And that's why Saban is Saban. It's why Jimbo's Jimbo. And there's a difference between the two. Jimbo could get you there, but he read every book under the sun about how to stay there, and he never figured out how to do it. And what happened was, from the pinnacle of what we were, which was 29 straight, it was already starting to rot inside because the message was lost. The consistency was gone. And that's what Mike Norvell has to navigate. You're talking about late last hour. Is Can he be a great coach from a good coach? That's the step that you need to take. Is It's not necessarily about a championship this year. It's about... Can you be consistent in the way you message from this point to wherever we're going, climbing even higher? Can you do it? And I think he can. He's laid the groundwork. I think he's done the hard part. But it's so easy to cut a corner once you arrive here if you're Florida State because there are five stars that everybody wants. And if you just make a small promise to him along the way that he might say yes to you instead of Alabama or Ohio State. Do you resist that temptation? And I hope we continue to do so because I think we've got something unique here relative to the other halves in college football with the way that Coach Norvell messages to players and connects with players. Before we round out the segment, I want to – and I, you brought it up, and good points, Tom. I Carter uh, Carrolls, is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Who used to be here very briefly and is a nice guy. Uh, he now covers Texas A&M for Gigham. Um and he, did you see what he tweeted? No, no. Well, it's a good one. And I think we'll all smile and take solace in this. I quote from his tweet, earlier tonight, Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher shared some encouraging news about his youngest son, Ethan. Oh, yeah. And he went on to say that it looks like, <clears throat> and this, this is, this is fantastic news. Um, that his son might very well be able to be cured of Fanconia anemia uh, 
there are a lot of things that are going on right now. Um, obviously, we all know bigger than football. Um, and this is really neat. We've extended life expectancies over 17 years. More importantly, within the last week, I got a text from his doctor because of the research that we are the largest funder in the world because it's an orphan, uh, it's an orphan disease. They're talking about the Kids First Fund. He went on to say that uh, they're talking about replacement therapies that can go in and fix things um, before you ever have to have bone marrow transplants. We're thinking we went from no cure 10 years ago that we could in two to four years possibly cure Fanconi, uh, Fanconi anemia. That is the coolest thing. I'll never forget that press conference. We were both at it. It's breathtaking. Um, I don't want to go too much more into that other than good. Good to hear that good news. That's positive news. He also, uh, Jimbo said, God bless to all of you who've donated and helped Kids First Fund. We really, you know, obviously he was very, he was filled with gratitude. So Gene replacement therapy is what they think is going to be the break. Correct. And you know, never doubt that science can take you to a place, you know, um, it has for so many diseases over time. We're still, there's still a, a few mass, massive ones out there that, you know, we don't oh, yeah. have an answer for. And I think that's always, because it's nature. It's always going to fight back. Um, you don't deserve a victory parade for doing what human beings would do to take care of each other. Nobody, but Florida state fans that are out there that contributed to kids first smile today. Oh yeah. You helped you helped make this happen and yeah, there's um let's hope that it actually comes to be you know it's not done yet but let's hope it comes to be but you embrace that fund in such a huge way and if you'd forgotten about that five it's been five years just smile because you helped make something like this happen and change people's lives that's way bigger than anything about was jimbo this or was jimbo that Correct. Good job. Good job to you all out there. Yeah, no, that's a it's I put a huge smile on my face when I read that his story and saw that tweet. Uh, I've had many conversations with Coach Fisher about this, and uh, it just warmed my heart. That that was a really good thing, and it's a great thing to be able to report on a Friday. And so that's uh, smiles, smiles indeed. Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. 
It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Libations Friday rolling on. I want to look at a few things that were written by our friend, friend of the program, David Hale, ESPN.com college football writer. Good at what he does, thorough, hard worker, connected throughout the ACC as well as anybody. I respect him. Don't always agree with him. That's fine. He is also a lover of very good music and fine wine as well as delicious scotch. So, He's always going to be welcomed here to the Jeff Cameron show, but let's go ahead and look at his article from uh, today. It, it is with he and Andrea Adelson. They often partner together. Um, and actually that article was written in March, the original one, but he's kind of gone further. If you look at his Twitter account uh, and talked about indulging the idea, looking at other options, um, you know, what the ACC did, uh, noting that the ACC has real value to ESPN, that it doesn't want to, A, lose to Fox or the Big Ten, have to pay tons more for in a new SEC agreement in a few years, uh, devalue a network it's 50-50 partners on. But even if ESPN opened the coffers, the ACC wouldn't get close to SEC money. Um, he talked about the Magnificent Seven dissolves the league. Uh, that name is made up joke by McMurphy. No AD has been calling it that. There have been lots of side conversations amongst the schools. He's noting that on his Twitter account. Uh, the seven mentioned have talked. So have smaller groups. So have the schools outside the seven. And, yeah, they all had the same problem. Um, we've got problems. Uh, the, the, the money's not right here. Um, then he goes through and talks about the option to leave. Do you fight the grant of rights in court? Quote, untimely, I think this is the only remotely likely outcome and nobody is eager to do it right now. It will be an option of last resort that will be ugly, costly, and lengthy. See Texas and Oklahoma spending $100 million to leave one year early. I've talked to a few folks with firsthand knowledge who feel they could put together a compelling legal case, but if they thought it was an easy winner, it would have already happened. And to leave with without legal release from the grant of rights would be impossible for uh, an ACC team. And then he finally talked about the exit fee, talked a little bit about, um, you know, Phillips has said, the commissioner has said there's no magic bullet. Uh, the revenue issue may be overcome by a combination of moves. And that's where I want to step in and give you my own opinion here. There is not going to be a combination of moves that make up for $30 million and much more than that 
in future earnings. There's no piecemeal deal. There is nothing that I see that I have talked to people about or those that understand the behind-the-scenes situation with the network, ESPN, that suggests there is any maneuvering of revenues, whether it's unbalanced or whatever it might be, no agreement that could happen that long-term is going to solve the plight that Florida State, Clemson, and others find themselves in this league. Only leaving is going to work. Only this is to me, there is no other conversation to have yep. only leaving this conference and finding a way out of this conference will allow for Florida state to compete long-term with those they seek to compete against who play big boy football, namely the footprint of the sec and a couple of other schools in this conference, Clemson being one of them. That's it. That's all. There's nothing else that can be done. Even if you were to, I don't know, have uneven distribution. There could be a model for or a reward model for going to the postseason or whatever you want to do. We're talking about chump change. Chump change as it pertains. You might say, well, millions aren't chump change. They are. Yep. Three million, four million, five million, put it at eight million. It's chump change compared to what you're going up against with the SEC and the Big Ten per institution. You're getting outclassed in a way that gives you zero chance to compete. They've got to leave. That's all there is. They've got to leave. And we're all just biding time. I get it. Publicly say whatever you want to say. Talk nicely about the commissioner and all the other ADs, whether you get along with them, agree with them or not. It doesn't really matter. That's fine. It's a bad look. It's crass to be out publicly uh, arguing with other athletic directors and the commissioner. Fine, don't do that because it's a foregone conclusion. We already know it. You've already told us, and you were right. You were right. We already knew it too. I was just glad we finally had an athletic director that was willing to put his name on it. And just Correct. continue the course. Stay the course. It was known in 2012 that this is this is a garbage setup, but in 2012, it's where are you going? Now you know where you can go. You know where you can go. We all know where you can go, and that's the power too. And the suggestion in that thread of tweets or whatever it was that it's impossible to leave is false. It is very possible to leave. They could leave today, but you have to minimize the liability. You've got to minimize the liability as much as possible. That's the delay. It's not impossible to leave. It's not impossible to pay the sum necessary to settle the grant of rights issue. You could do that, but it's a lot of money. How can you get that number down? It's all a long-term negotiation of what we're going through right now. It's a negotiation to a settlement. And maybe you don't have to settle at all. That's the other carrot that's out there. If you can get enough of these programs together, as Ira said yesterday, as he understands it, eight is enough. Eight is enough to disband this whole damn thing. Maybe you still have to pay the exit fee. I don't even know if you would need to do that at that point. But $120 million is nothing right now in terms of getting free and clear from the ACC. It is not impossible to leave. Another sentence I saw in an article that they co-penned this week, and I understand why a sentence is phrased this way, because it implies that David and Andrea, who are excellent journalists, have not verified this on their own. But the sentence read that Alford had suggested that Florida State's brand value is the highest in the ACC or far outweighs the ACC competition. That is a fact. That is not a suggestion. You know how I know that Florida State's brand value is as big as any team in the Power Five, not named maybe Alabama or Ohio State, because they want to enforce the grant of rights on Florida State. If they thought we were worthless, they just let us pay the $120 million and go, and go our merry way. 
but they know that we are the driver of the bus from a television standpoint, from a branding standpoint, whether we win or we lose. And that's the thing that these other schools in the ACC are in a straitjacket about that makes me laugh, but also makes me angry. You want to take pot shots at our dysfunction? Sure. But how sorry are you as institutions that Florida State has been down for five years and none of you have taken the mantle of reputable brand that people can't wait to watch on a Saturday? I just can't stand that disingenuousness. Now, to David's end, the only thing I disagree with there, he documented a lot of these things perfectly, but it's not impossible to leave. It's just costly. I thought Iris said that perfectly yesterday. He he believes that basically, and he laid out options of what would happen. He gave options one through four, and he thought that the one four one through four had zero percent chance of happening. Uh, and he went back through these different options and and talked about you know what they are. Well, option five was the one that he ended up thinking was the most likely to occur. And I'll quote from option five in this long tweet thread and I give David credit he was certainly citing his old article that he did with Andrea from March and then said here are the updates based on what we just gathered and reported on the spring meetings and he, he created the thread he's very good at doing these things option five fight the grant of rights in court ultimately I think this is the only remotely likely outcome nobody's eager to do it it will be an option of last resort it will be ugly costly and lengthy I tend to think that's correct. I also think that's where we're headed. Yeah. And I it, it, now the question becomes, how soon? How soon are we headed there? Now, it's interesting because it's no slam dunk. You, If you're an FSU supporter, alumnus, booster, fan, whatever, what you have to hope for is something that cannot be verified. You have to hope that you know where you're going, that you know you are ending up in the SEC or the Big Ten. Because if you do know it, then the lawsuit becomes very possible and we're going to move sooner rather than later. If you do not know that, if it's presumed that there's an offer waiting on you the second you declare independence and take it to court and scream and fight, then it may be a little bit longer. It's a little right. bit more disconcerting. There are lots of schools who obviously expansion and, and realignment and all that other stuff has not worked out for. He has correctly pointed out it didn't work out for a lot of schools. I'll give you one, one that I've done some work with, Nebraska. It has not worked out for Nebraska at all. Now, they've made a ton of money, but they are now largely irrelevant. And it is interesting to think about that. Yeah, it's not a cure-all for teams to leave one league to go to another. It is, however, entirely necessary to take your chance of ever mattering again, competing, because we know one thing. You stay here, you never will. You will never matter again. And every year that goes by, you'll matter less if you stay in the ACC. Yeah, I, I think you can still matter in the ACC from a football standpoint, but it's goodbye to the rest of the sports. And and I prefer the athletic department to be robust everywhere. It's been of our a part, big part of our tradition, and I think it needs to remain a big part of our tradition. I, I think you could still deploy all of your assets into football and field because we're in a recruiting fertile part of the country. You could still field a competitive product. Five oh, well, years. now we get into nuance here, Tom. I'm not saying they wouldn't be competitive. Like, they're not going to be out here going three and nine. Right. But you're not winning a damn thing. 
you could still make the playoff, but you're not winning a championship. I, I think that that would be the ceiling at that point because it's a yeah, 12 team with, playoff. Yeah. It'll expand to 16 and so forth, and you'll make it. But it's not the same deal. And I, was that a bit of advice from David to say that it, the cautionary tale, or is that just you, you talking about? No, that? he's just noting that, look, you know, it hasn't exactly worked out for everybody that decided to jump shit okay, in there. So yeah. Yeah. You're going to give me the grass is always greener argument for Florida freaking state? Stop. We have been able to outperform the amount of money that we have from an athletic department standpoint yes, and yes. a booster standpoint for decades. We won't be able to anymore. This is where I agree with you. You need And look out for us if we can operate on equal footing. We don't. This, this university is not in the middle of nowhere. That's Nebraska's problem. If Nebraska, with all its tradition, was in central Florida, they'd still be a juggernaut. Yeah. But they're not. We are where we are. That is our advantage. We're lucky in that regard that the population is still migrating even more towards where we live. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, Unfortunately. That's drive I-10 and I-75 and tell me how excited you are about how many people have migrated to Florida. But that's more talented athletic genius. <laughs> I, get it. I, 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. I just – don't give me the cautionary. What is this? Maybe it's not in your best interest. Shut. I mean, come on, David. Well, no, he no. doesn't. He doesn't say that. He's just pointing out it's not a cure-all for everybody that's done it. He brings up Missouri and Maryland, and he's, in those cases, sure, those teams don't matter. They because, never really have because they were kicking ass before they left the <laughs> conference. Get out of here. I mean, come no, on. No, I, I think. I just, I just think that we do a lot of beating around the bush here. Is it more complicated of an issue than to just say we need to leave? Of course. I'm not going to get buried in the minutia yeah. or the legal documents or the angles that you can attack the grant of rights from. A, it's not an area of expertise. You can have a general knowledge that something is possible or exists without being an expert. I fall in that category. It's a little bit like we all have an opinion about movies or food when we go out to eat. Um, I think that, you know, and I'm not a director nor a chef. I think it's entirely possible that uh, Florida State has a means by which to leave. I also th eventually, and it may be incredibly complicated. Sure, I I'll give you that. The problem is I think it's the only option. I Staying here is not an option. This is what we know will happen. All of the other sports will get rated. Their coaches, if good, will be picked apart by Big Ten and SEC schools. You'll have less money to fund those programs because you're going to have to give it all to football to remain relevant in any way, shape, or form. So you'll be a singular entity in the sports world that diminishes your overall university's uh, profile. Uh, it becomes a less desirable place for lots of people to go to school. And I would also tell you that I think long-term you're screwed because you wouldn't be able to keep up where it really matters, and that is NIL, money for players, money for coaches, money for facilities. You're, just, you're, you're not. You're not going to win. You cannot. He said it in the Board of Trustees meeting because he meant it, and he was right. There's no need to yep. back off that statement or to backtrack or acquiesce. Just stick by what you know to be true. If the money is going to stay anywhere close to where it is now, and I'm again, I think $5 million more for Florida State or Clemson is chump change. That is not real money when we're talking about 
30 and 40 and 50 million dollars annually you're going to fall behind against those you seek to compete against you were right stick to it you can't stay here you can't now we can we can spend all day and i actually think it's a fun exercise to bring in an attorney to bring in a former athletic director, a commissioner, to bring in people who have inside information, to sit down at a table with lots of people, coaches, former players, journalists, athletic directors, you name it. That, that's a fun exercise because everybody brings something to a table to the table and a point of view and it's an educated one. Maybe it's 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 an isolated uh, uh, point of view. Maybe it's it's within the realm of one aspect of the, the larger conversation, but it's all part of the bigger conversation. It's a it's a fun exercise. Yeah, I think to advance it, I agree with you. It's it's simple. And the only way to to move ahead is to move out of this current situation, and that's it. That's it. It's plain and simple. The only thing I'd say is everybody cares about liability. What are they liable for? That's the reason we haven't done the move already is because we, we want to be liable for the least amount of money possible. So that's critical to our interest is can we leave this conference for $120 million and $120 million alone? Could we leave it for $0? Do we have to go to litigation and come to a number like $500 million to settle before they even come to the judgment? And we're, we're working and negotiating while this legal proceeding is going on. That's also expensive on the side. But we're going to come to a, a one-time fee, $550 million, and then you're done. Like, these are the options that are before you. But what about the destination? What are they liable for? Because we all know that in the NFL, for example, Tom Brady cost the Miami Dolphins a high draft pick because of tampering. And I would wonder about the liability about the destination, the liability of the destination, be it the Big Ten, the SEC, a third conference that's built out of, you know, the remaining body parts. It's a Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster conference from something else. You That destination doesn't want to be liable for jack squat. So could there be something that Florida State does that assures that whatever the settlement is with the grant of rights is on Florida State and Florida State alone? Could you legally facilitate that in order to open a door for an earlier invite. It's just too messy right now. You've got to clean it up for the destination for us to leave as well. That's, I think, that the invite part of the process is how do you clean up that part so that the invite could be standing and official and real while you still have to litigate the ACC issue? Yeah, if it's good. And it can be real, Tom. Well, this is where you really have to have master negotiators and, and men who, who get things done. Women. You know? What'd you say? And women. Oh, and yeah. Just our athletic director is currently a man. So uh, the, 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 the point is you've got to get things done. Um, there, there are people who have Sankey has gotten things done. There's an example. He has gotten things done. We can hate him. We can tell you that he's all that's wrong with college football. And it's largely in part, the ruination of college football as we know it, it doesn't matter that that's true. They keep expanding, they keep getting bigger, and they keep getting more money. He's done what he's needed to do, and he's killed everybody in his way. Ruthlessly. He has not cared one iota for your feelings. <laughs> please, Burke Mangus. Please, Jimmy. Please, you're our <laughs> business partners. Don't do this. So, there, I mean, that's where we're at. You have to be as ruthless. You have to be, it has to be, omnipresent on your mind when you wake up in the morning 
How, what am I doing today to get a step closer of getting Florida State out of this conference? Mm-hmm. When you go to bed at night, what did I do today to further move <laughs> towards an exit from this conference? It's a little bit like weight loss or whatever change you're trying to make in your life. Did I do anything today that aided my endeavor? Was there anything tangible that I did today to help further and expedite Florida State's exit of this conference? Yeah, can we uh, can we take Mike's you know theme and just apply it to this situation and one percent? No, just climb, but it's climb out. You know, so you're <laughs> climb out, climb out the window. We propagated for our purposes. Climb it be- out. It could be a picture of a man dressed as FSU squeezing through Alcatraz's bars. The ocean is the college football landscape. The dry land is the SEC. And there you see Florida State. (laughs) Yeah, it could be Tim Robbins. Hands in the air. Well, I, I was thinking, I can't put this photo up. It's it's low humor, but Ace Ventura when nature calls when he's in the fake rhino and he's trying to come oh, out yeah. of the rhino, <laughs> <laughs> and the family's on the safari and they're oh, like, oh my god, they're puking because a man's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but come back and do probables and rapid fires. The Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Let's thank our friends at Power Mill Trading or Training. Academy. Say the words, Jeff. Power and performance, that's right. Our Mill Training Academy equipping and motivating athletes focused on baseball. Could be softball. Doesn't matter. They'll give their kids, your kids, more importantly, specific tools to reach their true potential. 45 years of experience, over 2,000 alumni. They got 27 people in the majors right now. They've got programs for every level of player as well. Your kid doesn't have to be MLB bound. I know every dad thinks their son is. Doesn't really matter. You just want to get the most out of their playing ability so that they can have fun playing baseball, softball, whatever it might be. Don't forget they'd also have camps, powermillsports.com. Cue up the probables. Here we go. Time to get two. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? D-backs, Pirates, Zach Gallen, Johan Aviedo go for the Buccos. Yankees, Reds, Clark Schmidt. Ben Lively, we got the Brewers and the Rays, Adrian Hauser, Shane McClanahan, McClanahan, Tigers, Nats, Matthew Boyd, Jake Irvin. We've got the Cubs, Phillies, Marcus Stroman, Ranger Suarez, Orioles, Blue Jays, Kyle Gibson, and Yusuke Guardians, Mets, Cal Quantrill, Carlos Carrasco. 
Mariners, Braves, Bryce Miller, Bryce Elder. Hey, now, both spell the name Bryce wrong. Rockies, Rangers, Kyle Kaufman, Martin Perez, Martin Perez, A's, Strohs, Ken Waldachuk, Brandon Bielek, Kansas City, and the White Sox, Zach Greinke, Michael Kopech, Dodgers, Cardinals, Tony Gonsolin, Steven Matz. Would have been a nightmare to be at that Dodgers-Cardinals game last night. It was like 16 to 8. They're playing for 10 hours. Ooh. Twins, Angels, Joe Ryan, Reed Detmers, Red Sox, Padres, James Paxton, Blake Snell. And finally, the Marlins on the West Coast to take on the Giants, Sandy Alcantara and Anthony DiScalfini. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. <sighs> the week is finally concluded. Mm-hmm. Go to hell, week. <laughs> My God, it never ended. It's all right. We got a holiday week coming soon. We got a Memorial Day weekend. And uh, thankfully, you know, it's crazy. I thought we were going to get a little bit of a break. I'm thankful for these topics and the Keon Coleman development. Yeah, me too. It's great. Yeah. But you thought when the portal was closed, maybe this was time to settle. But it's just you got the ACC meetings, and those turned out to be a barn burner of sorts. And Keon Coleman, I mean, buddy, we will be on In the June. precipice of June. And we really didn't have to work that hard in terms of, ushering people through Florida state has just been that relevant. And so is the ACC discussion deep into may we're almost there. We're 99 days away from the start of college football. Mm-hmm. That's how close we are. You'll wake up and it will be June. And then you'll be thinking it's Jeff's birthday month. And the next thing you know, after you celebrate my birthday, it'll be July. Right. And really you're two weeks closer than, you know, at any point, uh, you think the calendar might say because we're all taking vacations different parts of the summer. So and everything. also training begins in early August, so they start practicing. So really, you just got to make it to August. Mm-hmm. And we're basically got to do Tom. We're already home. We're there. Football starts tomorrow. Good work out of you. Thank you to Ben and or Director Matthew or whomever it is that will uh, put this all together. You guys have a great weekend. Be well. Be good to one another. I'll talk to you on Monday. I promise. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.